Joe Biden has never said the word abortion. There's literally a website that says, say abortion, Joe. Um, he's written it down once. But if you can't name what you're fighting for and you're not proactive about expanding access in ways um, and you can't, then you're not giving it a moral framework. So that's one big problem is that we stigmatize it ourselves. on everybody welcome to another episode of the bituation room podcast it's a live stream as well if you're here on youtube and twitch and if you're in the future good for you bye <laughs> um hey everyone from the future how are you guys doing that is the voice of a comedian podcast host of the only sopranos podcast right. pod yourself a gun mm-hmm. and my life partner yep Matt Lieb. Hey, I'm here. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Matt Lieb. 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 What's, what's your name? It's Matt Lieb. You okay, got it. Matt Lieb. You're only. Matt Lieb stepped in in the pinch. Me. In a in a pinch. In the pitch. In the pinch. I don't mm-hmm. know. You pinch. stepped. I stepped in, uh, in a, last minute. Uh, pinch hitter. Pinch hitter. After uh, a guest had to drop out for personal reasons. Totally yes. understandable. Yes. Aaron. Aaron Lennox has COVID. Um. I mean, you're kind of uh, breaking her OSHA. By I am breaking that. her HIPAA. Her OSHA is uh, the way you say it when you're wrong. So I'm going to say the her occupational OSHA. health and safety. Safety and health. I, why is it have to be in that <laughs> order? Anyways, the point is she could not be here. So I'm here instead. You know, it's crazy to me that this is the first time that COVID has interrupted this podcast and canceled again. The, the first time in Two years of really? doing this show as a live stream. No guest is canceled because of COVID, but they have canceled because their wife was going into labor. Which I think is a worse excuse. Yeah. You can't set aside an hour. Well, yeah. You think it's going to happen right then? Come on. You can stream from the hospital. You can stream from the birthing center. I am biting my tongue <laughs> because there, we have news. Do we? I have news, mm-hmm. and I swear on my fucking life, if you podcast <laughs> during my labor, well, like depends what day it is. <laughs> no, that's it. That'll be it. No, I'm not gonna podcast during gonna, the birth of our beautiful child. Uh, Matt Lieb is expecting. I'm expecting. Uh, he's pregnant with my baby, mm-hmm. and right um. It's very exciting. Yeah, we're going to be parents. And we uh, we we took to social media to announce it this week. Um, very happy and excited. I didn't want to announce it this soon, but Matt Lieb wanted to do content I on just, the internet. I wanted to tell people about it, and I wanted to do a gender reveal um, on a ver- for a very specific joke because it is – So uh, what is the gender, huh? Uh, or is that a construct? Well, gender is a construct, This, but of so course – So what is the sex? This is or a – is that a, all – does it matter? A, it's a sex reveal and it's a, it's a it's female presenting. I don't even know how, what, how to use it. Is that right? I'm growing a small vagina there's on the inside small, of a, my vagina. There's a bitty vagina inside of her vagina that's going to be my daughter. <laughs> and, <laughs> it makes me very happy because uh, I can do my favorite uh, – Mystic River reference where I just point at your belly and go, is that my daughter in there? Is that my daughter? You see, 
Mystic River is a movie that came out. I've never even seen the 2002, movie. 2003. Uh, it's a Sean Penn film. It was actually directed by Clint Eastwood, but you know, that is uh, incidental because I don't think he was Damn. aware he was but doing it. It is fitting that we're announcing that not only is Matt Lieb filling in mm-hmm. on accident or mm-hmm. by accident and that <laughs> I am announcing that I am preggers to all the Frantifa and thank you so much for the love yeah. and for the haters. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> you have haters. Um, haters no. who are just like, ew, a baby. No, but I feel like there are haters. And, and I feel bad that you can't say shit. Cause if you, cause like, what if you hate it? You know what I mean? What if you mad? That's what well, I, I don't know. I, don't, I guess so. Let them Journal be about it. Yeah. That's uh, on them. That's not for I you. Think there's some people who are like, Oh, there go my chances with Francesca. Oh, there's definitely that. I've <laughs> seen like, that a few times. Bro. I was getting, I'm like very much engaged, but also never say never. You know what I'm saying? That's like true. show me that bank account. Show me that dick. Oh, show bank account. Show me and dick. Yeah. Um, well, no. I'm, I'm more secure about the dick than the bank account. But. <laughs> the reason, thank you. Our child will have a Patreon. The reason it's exciting is because uh, comedian uh, and um, and co-founder of Abortion Action Front or founder of Abortion Action Front, Liz Winstead, is here. Um, she's going to be on to talk to us about everything that's been going on um, around the country when it comes to obliterating the right to choose and reproductive freedom across the board. Mm-hmm. And I think that this experience for me thus far has made me realize just how important, if I didn't already know so, um, reproductive rights are. Mm-hmm. The ability to terminate a pregnancy for pretty much any reason that someone or, does not want to continue a pregnancy. Right. Um, and and yeah, and so I'm really I feel really lucky that like we were, although unplanned, very happy and welcome. The news after you know saying uh oh for like a week about it. Yeah, but you know that's just something you say. But then understanding that, you know, that's not everyone's case. And that even if you're in a loving, fine relationship, that you have every right. In fact, so many people who seek abortions are already parents. Right. They just don't want another. Yes. So I'm just excited for Liz to give us her take. And obviously Abortion Action Front uh, just does some really awesome, like, like I would say radical in the best sense of the word in all the wonderful ways, um, strategic forward thinking, centering people who are most affected by retrograde policies on reproductive rights. So we'll talk to her in the middle of the show. We got a little bit of discussion around COVID at 35,000 feet in the air mm. um, and, and the, uh, the masking and unmasking. We're going to talk about Florida's education Um woes and the ways the department of ed is now going after math oh no yep math math is at risk uh-huh math is at risk oh, the whole God. thing you is, know and like that's welcome news. now or something it is grooming <laughs> math is grooming kids to learn integers it's grooming jews yeah it's good it's grooming <laughs> the jews <laughs> to be good at money <laughs> very specific <laughs> um no and we're gonna have a jewish child speaking of We'll talk about how it'll be raised. It'll be raised Jewish. <laughs> Speaking of masking, um, in the bonus episode, which if you're a patron of the show, you get access to live and after the fact, you know, you get a whole special little RSS feed. It's very beautiful and colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about the unmasking of Rudy Giuliani on the hit show. It's the a hit Masked show. Singer. The Masked Singer. 
Yeah. My God, don't people have fucking lives? Don't they have anything to do? Yeah, you say that, but we do watch that show, uh, Your Mom, My Dad, or whatever that is. That's true, but that one's a good one. That one's good. That, that one's, one's allowed. Good. That's trash TV. That's allowed. But mass singing, no, that's too trash for Francesca. I draw a line. You think you have lines, but then once that kid comes, all of a sudden it's all we're going to do is watch Mass Singer, Nick Jr., Dora the Explorer. No. Hell no, Nick, not Nick Jr. No. Nick Jr. is great. It's got no, all it's sorts indoctrination. of what teaches you how to I never had cable as a kid and I'm fine. Romper room. We re reruns of romper room. I had cable as a kid and I turned out fine except for the crippling heroin addiction between the ages of 16 and 24. See? But other than that, honestly, <laughs> I feel like TV helped me. Uh before we continue, uh I just want to remind everyone who hasn't already to like and share this stream on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Let people know again what you're watching. Uh, let them know that you don't just watch people play Halo's Oblivion. Oh boy, <laughs> just just me. Like don't hear, correct I can, me. I can hear the Rolodex in your head <laughs> slowly <laughs> looking through cards of different sounding video games that you may have heard of. Whatever. This That's your, the point. Your it's a Elden joke. Springs. Fuck, exactly. Your Elden Spring. Um, spring. And and also, uh, if you're listening as a podcast, hey, why don't you take a moment to write a five-star review of the show? We've got some really, really, really sweet uh, reviews that folks have written, and I wanted to read one just because I promised myself I would do that. Oh, that's smart. On air. Um, hang on. I like that one. The heading was <laughs> smart girl. No, <laughs> this one is... <laughs> This is from Old Turk. I never miss an episode. I don't even fast forward the fart song. Wow. Wow. That's wow. Um, That's dedication to content. When you're like, I can listen to you play a fart song and say names. Becca, Becca T, Becca Timposki up in the chat, up in mm. the up in the reviews. Hilarious, sharp, and in I'm gonna say incisive. You got cut off. I love this podcast. So sharp and insightful, hilarious, and always really brilliant political discussion. Mm-hmm. I guess it was insightful. It was insightful. insightful. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah, insightful. Yeah. insightful. Yeah, I yeah, want to. Yeah. I want you to read the one that just says "smart girl" because I. I don't know why I feel like it's a German German accent. Yeah, no, she's but ve- this, she's this very smart. This person is telling me that I don't know how to pronounce cathode. Was that? Oh, cathode. Cathode. Well, yeah, yeah. Francesca, you're way too smart to not know how to pronounce the word cathode. Here's the thing. And to not know what a cathode ray tube is. What? Oh, I don't know what a cathode... I know of a cathode ray tube. I don't know what it does. I think there's a joke there, but I won't read it. Anyway, the point is, thank you so much for the reviews. And uh, hey, if you want to tip the show, you can on Venmo, TBR-Live, TBR-Live on Cash App. And now, let's get into what are we bitching about so i sort of foreshadowed this we already talked about this i'm not actually bitching about anything because i'm very excited uh in my personal life after taking a couple weeks off you know chilling with the mom coming back to the show super happy to be here Mm. and announcing that yeah we're gonna be parents and that's really cool i will just say of all the things that i'm annoyed at I've had a pretty easy pregnancy thus far. Yes, I had the pickles phase. Still have the pickles phase. You're still phase. in the pickles phase. I didn't even know that was a phase. It's mostly sodium. Like, I don't yeah. think it's good for pregnant 
I don't think it's good for anyone to eat that many pickles. My God. But I think you need the salt. Clearly. I don't know. Give me like a salt lick or something. Our daughter is craving salt and you are now eating a bunch of it, which is good. And ice cream sandwiches. Anyway, but I will complain about like the weird in between phase of like not knowing what to put on your body to go outside because Mm. I think I think my belly is mostly bloat at this point. It's like not a baby bump. It's bloat. And uh also, like, maternity shit and all the maternity, the, like, industrial complex around mothers and babies. It's just so much fucking shit. It's, yeah. like, and all of it is, like, what can you afford? And none of it is covered by insurance. And we even had to switch insurances because we both buy on the marketplace. Thank you, Obama. Yep. Thanks, Obama, we say both sarcastically and earnestly <laughs> at the same time. He's like, this is expensive. Also, yeah. thanks. I like it. Like better than not having it. I, sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm bitching about. Just that petty little, what do I wear? Yeah. I don't have, like, look, big tees used to be in mm-hmm. and leggings used to be in a long time ago. You can, now it's like baby tees and tall pants. You, you know can, what I'm saying? You can make that work. You can't hide a belly in tall pants. I don't think you're supposed to hide it. I don't want to necessarily. the world. Yeah, but, beautiful baby inside. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird in-between phase. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not bitching about anything. Oh, great! I I feel like uh, that's easy. I feel blessed. Uh, hashtag I feel, blessed. I feel hashtag blessed. I feel uh, very happy to uh, see you try on new maternity clothes, and I'm very excited to see, um, you know what what happens with your weird appetite. Because I'll tell you, this has been a renaissance period for me, because all the foods that I like are mostly trash foods. Ice cream sandwiches, pickles, uh, crispy chicken sandwiches, hamburgers. And now she's like, I'm in the mood for a hamburger. And I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> this is just wonderful because now I get to eat hamburgers. I again. haven't actually had a hamburger yet. Yeah, but I yeah, did, just did. had an empanada. No, oh, I, I guess you got that. Well, no, but you got uh, the, what do you call it? The grilled cheese at In-N-Out. And I got a hamburger. Oh, yeah. You got a hamburger by association. Yeah, because I was already I there. I fucked up on that grilled cheese. Anyway. But anyways, that, I'm not bitching. I'm celebrating pregnancy. I'm celebrating your your taste buds finally having a taste for salty, uh, hor- harmful foods. And it makes me happy. Hef on YouTube says, play the fart song during labor. Oh, my God. That's amazing. On repeat. That and then it'll be the Soprano song. Oh, then- yeah, yeah. We're going to pot ourselves a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hef also says, baby comes out and it's kid rock. Lol. It's <laughs> a very random. <laughs> I like that. But thank you for the super chat. I will be. Yeah, yes, just... I will be putting the squeeze on everybody now that we have to raise another life. I love the kid rock. It just comes out going, ball with the ball, the bang, a bang, baby, baby. That'll be very cute. I love, I, I, I love a good kid rock reference. I don't know a single Kid Rock song. I, that's one of them. Ball the baby. Ball, ball with the ball, the bang a bang, diggy diggy Does diggy. Does he say baby in that? No. I, oh. Up jump the boogie. Yeah. My name is Kid. You know, you know remember? No, but Kid Rock, I just, I loved watching Tucker Carlson try to like throw down with Kid Rock. Yeah. <laughs> just like As two if, totally cool dudes that yeah, everyone we loves. Are. We're Hey, it's, it's us, two relevant people talking about our politics. I love when the right uh, nabs an ex-star and brings them into their sphere. And they're like, you are now safe within the bosom 
of and they're like cool, the man. Murdochs. Yeah, and it's always just like the lead singer of Stained. Should I get like uh, paid for this? Now <laughs> since you use my home now? Sorry, we didn't. Hope you get some album sales though. Cool. It's, it's just like all of Mudvayne showing up in full makeup on like, you know, the the on Red Eye or the Five. And they're just like, Talk we about- just support Israel. And you're like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, uh, Mudvayne. Or Scott Bayo, you know, those people. Oh, Scott Bayo, yeah. I, I don't know who Mudvayne is. But um They're a great new So metal we're not band. bitching about that much. You know what I'm saying? Uh yes, I am very confused, Bradley. I just want to say I, I, I don't know if Stained or Mudvayne are right wingers, and I don't believe they are. So I do not mean to smear the good name of two of my favorite new metal bands. I thought the dude from Love Connection was like not a right winger. Oh yeah, and then I found out he was yeah, like a rabid right winger. Yeah, yeah. You have so bad I luck fun- with that. I do. I'll like go online and I'll be like, "Whatever happened to blah blah blah?" Yeah, yeah. And they're always they're like, always been canceled. They always have a like, news Where have you show. been? Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's too bad. It is. Um, well, let's get into this week. A lot of people. Uh, let me know if you're bitching about anything, something, yeah. nothing. Uh, for those of you who are like, "No, my chances for Jessica are gone." I love those. I'll people. be only fanning. Uh, I will be putting all of the birth photos on OnlyFans. <laughs> just the You've never ones. seen a pussy like this. <laughs> Let me just say that right now. You're gonna have to pay extra. <laughs> that is gonna be a high. Oh, you tier want that C-section the, material? Yeah, Hell yeah, we the got that for you. The gift of the baby going in and out. <laughs> all right, too far. God. Sometimes I do that. I go too far sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, All right. Well, let's get into this week. So this is the week where tax day reminded us that if the wealthiest among us pay the least in taxes, then yes, we will be writing off our Sephora purchases and the 1 a.m. Taco Bell dinner because they're part of our online lifestyle brand of being broke. Okay. That's right. Everything is an expense because everything is my job when you have no job. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my job is like breathing at this point. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm writing off this air here. Right, exactly. It's like I want to write off all my utilities because it's like, I mean, come on. Without gas. It's a lot of work to keep this alive. I'm just saying. Well, look, I mean, you you did an Instagram reel that got a lot of hits. Got millions of hits. Yeah. I mean, that's someone had to pay for that. Someone had to pay for that. And I'm glad it's the government. CNN. Decided to shut down its streaming service, CNN Plus, mm. in less than two quibbies. CNN cited low subscription signups, but others cite basic cor- corporate greed. And we all know that CNN Plus will be back once it is safe to pilot their flagship show, Cuomo versus Cuomo, where Andrew and Chris host backyard grilling competitions. That I would watch that. will happen. I would watch that. They're going to be like squeezing like the tush of their assistants. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just going to be like, hey, all right, welcome to the Gabagool Hey, men and meat. All right, so today we're going to make a nice, uh, healthy uh, slice of Gabagool. And then uh, we're going to see who's is better. And then they're going to be naked. And people are going to be like, they're so hot. Oh, my God. I'm a homosexual. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Mm. Heard of them? Heard of them. Mm, Love them. Actor Johnny Depp and actress Amber Heard are in the middle of a trial Mm -hmm. over defamation in a saga that was clearly designed in the lab by gossip column experts to distract every basic bitch and every basic bro from every other problem in the world. And it's working. And it worked. It works so good. It worked on me. 
I've been watching. It's it. a it's a mind trick, guys. I I don't read OK Magazine. No, but I will tune into an hour of that shit. It's weird how long I'll watch Johnny Depp go on a weird tangent about the time he spent in Quebec and then how he learned Quebec. Quebec. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know what is it? Quebec? No, it's Quebec. Quebec. What? I don't want to mind the fucking French. Point is, is I'll let him meander for an hour before he's just like. And anyways, this is an abusive relationship. And the whole time I'm like, genius. This guy's got. He's uh. You the, tune in. You tune in. And it's like, is that before or after? You drew a penis on her Basquiat, and you're like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here yeah. for this. Why would I not watch this? Yeah. Marine Le Pen of France loses the French election to Emmanuel Macron, who's reelected as president for five years. And undoubtedly, he will pivot to the left mm-hmm. and enact real economic populism instead of austerity and xenophobic policies, thereby staving off the far right's eventual victory. I mean, he's got to, right? Come on. It sounds so obvious that it, it can't possibly not go that way. Thank God she lost, though. I think Steve Bannon... As I say, uh, I think he just had like grew another liver spot today. Just yeah. Like, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time a right wing authoritarian loses, mm-hmm. he gets he just shrivels a little bit. Oh no, my powers! <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like a sitting in a lair, just like on top of a chair, just breaking the necks of dogs and just sucking out their blood. <laughs> like, how did Flubber work? Like, did he go back to being normal at some? I feel like the spell is broken Flubber once. Flubber completely. You know, it's just like becomes like a you know. I a, thought Flubber was just like some slime that made you jump high. I'm into slime now, by the way. It's that's another weird, that's else. another weird part of this pregnancy. Yeah. She watches slime videos. She's like, I like slime. It's nice. And workers at Apple stores in New York so weird. and Atlanta are in the beginning stages of forming a union. And I don't blame them. If I had to explain to boomers their own phones to them all day long because their kids won't return their calls, I better have all the break time and benefits <laughs> mm-hmm. that I need. Yeah, uh, but good on them. Next week we're going to do a whole episode about labor. Uh, Kim Kelly is going to be on talking about her new book. And finally, oh, yeah. Earth Day came and went, as did it turns out, Earth itself. <laughs> For everything else, this is the week where. This was the week where the TSA um, just announced that it is no longer requiring airline passengers to wear masks as did many different airlines after a district judge struck down the CDC's mask guidelines. And that means if you're carrying a deadly virus on board, you're a okay. But if you still want to bring a bottle of shampoo bigger than four ounces, you're a fucking terrorist (laughs) and you've got a biological weapon. Okay. I've thrown a lot of good things out at security. And here's how that decision was announced mid flight, mid flight on multiple uh, on multiple airlines. Uh, one of them was mid flight, one of them before the flight. Take a look. And I just checked with the company and the uh, company position is, the Delta position is masks will be optional this evening for all crew and passengers as well. So it is cause to celebrate, but for those who want to wear masks, Please feel free to, but it is optional, and that way we can alleviate any stress and uh, discomfort. Thank you very much. Um, and here is another one before uh, the plane takes off. 
April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Effective immediately, immediately, masks are optional for all airport employees, crew members, and customers inside U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. All right, there we go. So I just imagine, you know, you're uh, having sex with a dude he's got a condom on mm-hmm. and then the captain comes on the loudspeaker yeah and it's just like uh the biden administration has just announced uh you are federally uh allowed to hit it raw not obligated <laughs> to wear that anymore it doesn't feel as good am i right yeah, yeah. you can't feel yeah. nothing through that yeah it's insane just go raw dog it's insane to me that you consensually board a flight Knowing you're going that everyone is going to be masked and then in the middle of it or before you take off, someone says, now we don't have to wear masks and a bunch of people take their masks off. I just want to say I flew back from New York and I as soon as I landed, I felt like shit and I tested and Mm -hmm. I was positive for COVID and I was wearing a mask the whole time as was a gentleman sitting next to me and I'm I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty fucking sure he did not get COVID from me. Well, I didn't, and I was wearing a mask. Well, the whole you time. definitely didn't, but we don't kiss on the lips, you know. That's true. You and that guy next to you kissed on the lips multiple times on that. Yeah, exactly. We were making out heavy. It's fucked up. Heavy. He petting. was like ninety. Matt, I feel like you would. I if I were on a flight with you, I would start clapping. You would clap, and I would give you the biggest smile <laughs> in the world. I mean, here's the thing. I'm I'm of two minds. Number the first mind is my rational mind. The rational mind that goes. Why are we announcing this like it's a fucking like, you know, uh, we, we got bin Laden. It's like this, not <laughs> you know, it's it's not a we got bin Laden situation. It's like uh, it's some federal bureaucracy. And we're just like, all right, yeah, we can get rid of the mass mandate. It's not a it's like the idea that it's this cause for celebration uh, to announce it right before is kind of ridiculous to me. And also, like, if you don't know that that's what you're stepping into, like, you are you're thinking there's a mask mandate, and then everyone starts taking off their mask, I'd be a little bit I'd be a little bit peeved. Mind you, a plane is still a place where vax cards are not checked and have never been checked. And the reason I think that does matter, even though you can still get sick when you've been triple vaxxed, as I did, quadruple vaxxed, I know people who've gotten sick Mm -hmm. for after being quadruple vaxxed, is that your likelihood of dying is far, far lower. And so Mm -hmm. the generalized risk of like, are you going to kill someone is pretty low. Also, your likelihood of of getting the virus is lower. And I know this because you got it. And I said, fuck it. I'm not wearing a mask in my own home. At this point, if I get it, I get it. That's how much of an anti-masker you are. That's how much of an anti-masker I am. (laughs) And I didn't get it because, you know, I am triple vaxxed and because, you know, we sleep in separate rooms. But the point is, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was, uh, so it does lower your risk of of transmission. That's not to say it's zero. It's not zero. You can still get it, but it's, uh, you, you know, way less likely to be hospitalized. So how do we get here? Who did, who overturned the CDC's, the CDC's very own? Because this was not coming from the Biden administration. This was not coming from the CDC. This was coming from a uh, district judge in Tampa. So they wrote, the court concludes that the mask mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority and violates procedures required for agency rulemaking under the APA. The judge wrote, accordingly, the, the 
court vacates the mandate and re- remands it to the CDC. Hmm. Um, so it wasn't the Biden administration. It was a district court judge yes. that overturned yes. the mask So mandate? this judge, their name is Catherine Kimball, mm-hmm. was able to overturn the guidelines by presenting her own def- definition of sanitation by saying that the CDC was being too broad. The CDC, if you don't know, has been operating under what's called the U.S. Public Health Service Act of, of uh, 1944, mm-hmm. which gives the federal government certain powers to uh, to respond to public health emergencies, which, like, thank God that fucking exists. I didn't even know we had something like that. Yeah. I'm like, great, because we haven't been acting like we had anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what the CDC said. I mean, excuse me, that's what the judge said. The CDC was going to assess their own rules around the mask mandate and extend it is going to expire on April 18th. They were going to extend it to May 3rd to allow them to study the BA2 Omicron subvariant of the coronavirus that's now responsible for the vast majority of cases in the United States. Um, but they hadn't done that yet. So they were waiting on that. Meanwhile, the lobbyists, the airline lobbyists were like all a flutter. So the requirements for travelers was a target of months of lobbying from the airlines, which sought to kill it. The carriers argued that effective air filters on modern planes make transmission of the virus during a flight highly unlikely. Republicans in Congress also fought to kill the mandate, but of course, for other reasons, because, yeah, of course they did. <laughs> so anti-science uh, genocidal maniacs, you know, yeah. normal Republican reasons. Sorry, I don't know why I said Catherine Kimball, but so this is a district judge named um, Catherine Mazel. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was Kimball. I was like, all right. So the alliteration. So Catherine Mazel sits on the district court for the mid- for the Middle District of Florida. She was nominated by former President Donald Trump in September 2020 at age 33 and confirmed by a 49 to 41 Senate vote later that year. I'm sorry. All of this. She's 33. She's 33 years old. And that has to do that comes into play a little bit later. Oh, boy. So she's also happens to be married to Chad Mazel, who <laughs> served as acting general counsel in the Department of Homeland Security during the Trump administration. So we've got a little bit of nepotism going Oh, I love I love a good Chad. Yeah, I've been informed that her name is actually Catherine Kimball Mazel, so maybe Kimball being her maiden her, name. Her Thank you, Paige. Middle name could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she when she was confirmed by the Senate, there was actually controversy. So during her confirmation process, the American Bar Association said she wasn't qualified for the position because she had not been practicing law. For long enough. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. The ABA recommends that nominees for federal judgeships have at least 12 years of experience practicing law, whereas Mazel was nominated for a current position only eight years after passing the bar. So mm-hmm. they were like, don't do this. And they were like, a recommendation is not a law. Get in there. Mm-hmm. In fact, do you even have to be a lawyer? Like, what are the rules? Because at this point, I feel like all rules were just kind of made up. Right. And then Trump came in there and he, he said, like, the a dog is now head of the Treasury. What are you going to do? Make a rule that says dogs can't be head of the Treasury? Like, he just kind of. Yeah, no, he it. made it up. I mean, and remember, the like, now there's the idea that, like, oh, what if Trump becomes speaker if Republicans retake the House? Like, what? Yeah. I don't, what know. the fuck? That you can do that? Just Why seem- would you make him? You can make anyone speaker. We've got Pelosi, but we could have had, like. The Rock as speaker this whole time? It's a good point. I didn't know we could just have anyone as speaker. If you're going to have anyone who's to be a speaker, make it... You should have a dog, actually. You should make it uh, someone with a nice voice. Like Morgan Freeman should be the speaker of the house. Um, All right. So more on 
more on uh, Mazel or Catherine Kimball Mazel. She was not only a Trump appointee, but she was part of the Federalist Society, right? A far right think tank, as well as part of the Koch brothers funded Teneo Network. Um, she once called Justice Clarence Thomas the greatest American alive. And before this ruling, she helped to overturn things uh, and do things like overturning Title IX protections for trans athletes, overturning other anti-discrimination protections of the LGBTQ plus community, restrict voting rights, argue that the ACA protecting people with pre-existing conditions was unconstitutional. The only part of the ACA that is good? Yeah, yeah, the only part. Like, we're not, no, no, no. We don't want to go to the mandate part. We're going to go to the fact that you have to cover people. Yeah, you have to cover pre-existing. It's the one part that everyone is like, no, I'm chill on that. That's, yeah. oh my God. They're just like, it's whatever the worst thing you can imagine is their politics. It's just, uh, it's a grab bag of shitty politics. And she's had a swipe at COVID regulations before. So she filed an amicus brief on behalf of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce opposing a labor union's request, the Trump administration, uh, Trump administration's OSHA, uh, that OSHA implement emergency standards to protect healthcare providers and other essential workers. So you don't have to protect them. Yeah, that's. Uh... This is early in the pandemic. It's so strange because I don't even know, like ideologically where, where where it comes from like i i you know say what you will about like libertarians but they're like ide their ideology makes them it's somewhat consistent you know like mm-hmm. uh, they're usually just like you know i think that all drugs should be legal and that you know i should be allowed to eat people and it's like oh okay all right but you know i get it you've got but there's nothing here that ties this politics together except for what's the more evil option Exactly. It's like, well, th- there's no consistency when it comes to COVID and the far right because yeah. is it is it vaccines or is it masks? You really need to pick one, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, why are you so anti-mask? Is yeah. it is it shutdowns because that's not even happening anymore? Yeah. Even though there was a fucking like insane stop the mandate rally uh-huh. in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago yeah. with like the likes of Jimmy fucking Door up in there, just like what? What? <laughs> yeah, no joke. Max Blumenthal spoke at it. Oh this is not a, this is not made up. These are, you know, oh my this God. is what the f- fake leftists have <laughs> just turned to uh, because they need to, they're, they're on team invent oppression, yeah, you know, and yeah. we can't talk about the atrocities in Ukraine that aren't being committed by Russia. Um, <laughs> I like that. They're, they're mostly on team. Uh, how get more YouTube money. Uh, which oh, is exactly which right. is hey that's a great team i'd love to be on that team but i you know believe in something so javier becerra the head of uh, health and human services is saying that they're likely gonna appeal the ruling but biden has said it's quote up to up to them when asked if americans should continue to wear masks on planes and in airports and i gotta say i i truly think that if there's one place you need to be masking, it's on a fucking plane. I don't care. I know there's HEPA filters, blah, 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 blah. But I get normal sick on planes. If I yeah. don't like wash my, wash my hands a bunch, stock up on like vitamin C, all my like fun tinctures that I love, I get regular sick off of planes. How many of us have gotten normal sick off of planes? And what does everyone say after 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 you get sick? It's the air that air in there yeah so the idea that like covid's gonna sort of magically like go away and it's just it's it's silly to me again i think this would be very different if 
we were mandating vax card checks, mm-hmm. which I think would make everyone feel a lot safer that they weren't in danger of dying. And then people can choose whether or not they want to wear a, a mask. On top of that, there's still immunocompromised people out there. There's still, you know, f- people who've survived. Uh, like, again, once again, uh, my dad, who does not have COVID antibodies after going undergoing chemo. Mm-hmm. So, And your uncle who died. <laughs> And then there's my uncle. Yes. I mean, it's just like this is it's it's still very real. I I, I understand um, everyone's hopefulness right now in terms of like getting over it. So like I don't I don't like the idea of people, you know, trying to say, you know, hey, don't celebrate the fact that the numbers are going down. Like, be scared, be scared. Like, I, I'm not with that. But you don't have to announce it on the plane. In fact, if I were you know, the pilot of a plane, I would probably just like, I'm not going to tell anyone that the mask mandate isn't going on. No one's going to say shit. No one's going to say shit. And then if someone just takes off their mask, you just don't correct them. Exactly. And then exactly. I mean, that's what I Tell the flight attendants or like, and when you land, maybe when you land, say it. I don't know. Just like, yeah, when, when you land, say That's it. and a just fun like, thing to do. Oh, that was your last hey, mask I apologize flight. for that awful landing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Guess what? See how you land first. Yeah. Then, you you know, you exactly. Use it. I mean, it just seems like it's uh, I I get being hopeful and I am hopeful. I, sure. I, I I'm very hopeful that this pandemic will be put behind us. But uh, that doesn't mean masks are bad. They've been proven. To also, be good. for those of you guys doing the math, I did get COVID while I was pregnant. Yeah, which sucked and was made me insanely tired. But mm-hmm. guess what? I survived, and so knock on wood, so did the life inside of me. <laughs> yeah, knock. Uh, meanwhile, a lot of anti-vax moms have uh, held out, and if and there's been the data on it's not, miscarriages it's not good. and yes, and, and deep up. birth defects is bad, which it's is really like, really bad. Really, if any, if there's ever a reason, like. Fucking come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got one more story, and then we're going to bring in Liz, who is waiting in the wings. Super excited to have her on. Um, but this was also the week where Florida told us that learning math is also critical race theory. That's right. Uh, the Florida Department of Education rejected dozens of math books because they might hurt white kids' feelings in some way oh. as a part of their quote-unquote stop woke act. <laughs> They they don't want you to say the stop gay uh, don't say gay bill but they love the stop woke act. <laughs> what the hell I, I love that dichotomy um because numbers ladies and gentlemen are woke yeah numbers like sixteen nineteen mm. eighteen sixty five thirteenth and fourteenth amendments yeah. that is yeah. all the woke numbers sixty nine that's woke that's mutual pleasure and mm-hmm. that is way a, too woke that's uh, equality is against the right-wing ideology mm-hmm. it's one person gets their genitals touched at a time one at a time exactly but there is more to the story of course than just uh kids in math problems being named jamal uh right. yeah like what is it i need to know. i don't it's a little bit of that but a lot more of that in fact there might be a, a like monetary motive and incentive behind Ron DeSantis and other governors push around getting rid of certain textbooks but let's Let's look at what kinds of books they rejected. So this is from the New York Times. Looked at 21 different textbooks to see like why they got rejected. Florida has released so few details about its textbook review process. It's unknown 
whether these examples led to rejections, um, they only put out a few examples of it. One of them had to do with Maya Angelou and her, I know why the cage bird sings. And they didn't like that she was talking about math, math (laughs) and her, like her life, which was fucked up and hard and involved child abuse, et cetera. So they had a problem with that, Uh but um, it's something more interesting. So the Department of, of uh, Education said that the some of the books contain prohibited topics from social emotional learning or critical race theory, but it only released four specific textbook pages showing content to which is which it objects. And again, one of those things was like Maya Angelou. I gotta know. In most of the books, two trans people are taking a train to Chicago <laughs> at sixty-five miles per hour, but then also two indigenous handicapped people are taking a train. Do they have enough time to get a sex change operation? <laughs> In Chicago, yeah, exactly. before they make it to what the drag time, show. What time will they make it to Planned Parenthood to abort their fetus? <laughs> Can they get chest surgery in time to be able to just like, what no. The fuck, dude. In most books, there's little that touched on race, never mind an academic framework like critical race theory. But many of the, many of the textbooks included social emotional learning content a practice with roots in psychological research that tries to help students develop mindsets that can support academic success Uh so all right that might seem like an interesting thing to some of us but activists like chris rufo Mm -hmm. senior fellow at the manhattan institute have sought to tie emotion social emotional learning to the broader the debate over the teaching of race gender and sexuality in classrooms In a March interview conducted over email, Mr. Rufo stated that while social emotional learning sounds, quote, positive and uncontroversial in theory, quote, in practice, SEL. Oh, no, mm, new new acronym. SEL serves as a delivery mechanism for radical pedagogies such as critical race theory and gender deconstructionism. Jesus Christ, these guys are such cowards. The intention of SEL, he continued, is to soften children at an emotional level, reinterpret their normative behavior as an expression of repression, whiteness, or internalized racism, and then rewire their behavior according to the dictates of left-wing ideology. (laughs) Uh, sir, this is a trigonometry class. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Not, I mean, I just gotta say, white people, not everything is about you. I mean, really, though. Not really, everything. though. Holy shit. But, but it's interesting that it's social emotional learning. Essentially, the more you are, you learn about human emotions, uh-huh. the more you learn about empathy, right? Effectively, empathy, right? Yeah, the more you are used, you use that in any kind of problem solving, including math, yeah. The softer read gayer, yeah, right? Like, like what, what are they like, you're trying like, to emasculate my son by having him count how many apples equals a bushel? It's like. I, I I need an example. I'm sorry, okay, but on. I still need an example. We're going to go into a couple of examples. Um, so uh, what social emotional learning did mm-hmm. um, was like create a learning together, they call it, like mm-hmm. learning together, having a growth mindset, which I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, their references with uh, their Sorry, there are books filled with references to character traits like perseverance and cooperation, which obviously evil, 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 uh, anti-white. Everyone knows cooperation is code for um, uh, white slavery. Mm -hmm. 
here's one of the things, not SEL, not social emotional learning, but here's one of the things they did reject. Um, This is a McGraw-Hill pre-algebra textbook shown below, included a mini biography of mathematicians throughout history, almost all of whom were women or people of color. Yes, this is what it is. So here is a short biography of Dorothy Johnson Vaughn, African-American mathematician who led a computing unit for the agency now known as NASA. Mm, Yeah. We saw hidden figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's their problem. The problem is that the existence, uh, uh, the, the acknowledged existence of people of color in STEM in these books is somehow going to make a white child learning Sokotoa to feel uh, like alienated and, and, uh, and oppressed. Like, it's just insane to me. That's just reminding me of, of the lady of who the, did the Sokotoa, of the Sokotoa video. And I can't believe we haven't queued that up. Maybe I'll just put that in post. You know, what's so funny is I realize that all of this stuff, this entire like right wing reaction to um, critical race theory comes from them seeing a few people on Twitter get, mad when a white math teacher goes so katoa with a like native or indigenous you know chant and they're like they're trying to destroy us and so it's like it's a reaction to people on twitter it's not even a reaction she's going to be speaking at the next cpac for sure she will she's going to be have her own textbook company they're going to lead like how do we make every single like math problem in like we can do all this, but everyone needs to do a stereotypical accent, right? Exactly to do it. <laughs> yeah, every act- algebra will be taught in yeah. like a pigeon Chinese accent right. the yeah, whole exactly. time. <laughs> You're gonna to, learn to about to the metric system. The You're gonna learn about the metric system from like a guy doing a drunken Irish accent. Like, <laughs> there's 14 liters of whiskey inside here. How many no, liters? Because no, Irish are white now. I know. Well, it's the only accent I felt comfortable doing <laughs> on your live stream. But I just, before we leave this, there is one portion uh, that is actually the most interesting of all this because there's only one publisher left in all of Florida. Uh, and that is Accelerate Learning, a company out of Houston, Texas. Because every every other book has been rejected, essentially. So you've got Accelerate Learning. Okay, let's learn about Accelerate Learning. Accelerate Learning, uh was acquired by the Carlyle Group, a global investment firm. During the time it acquired it, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin was the CEO of the firm. After 25 years with the company, Youngkin resigned to run for office. The first thing Youngkin did as governor in Virginia was sign an executive order to end the use of inherently divisive concepts, including critical race theory and restoring excellence. This is all in quotes in the K through 12 public education Commonwealth, a measure that's comparable to DeSantis's stop woke act. In other words, this is all a get rich for the Carlisle group scheme. Wait, the scheme is to to cancel all these textbooks based on like baseless grounds of like, oh, you're trying to indoctrinate kids so that they can sell their math textbooks. That is the most harebrained ass scheme I think I have ever. This heard. has not been confirmed. Is what a lot of folks are speculating. That is an amazing because of the links between Youngkin, DeSantis, and the fact that there is only this one book. I mean, and the same thing with it. you're like. 
when whenever conservatives care about education, you're like, why? I thought you fucking hate it. You send your kids to private schools. Right. You don't care. Yeah. Stop it. But really, they just see anything that's a public good any as another way to get rich. And right. education, obviously, with, you know, charter schools, the DeVos family. Yeah. How do I know, monetize all this? of that? Like, exactly. Wow. They want to get rich. So we will see if this is part of it. I really think it's an interesting development in the meantime. I feel sad for the kids of Florida who are going to have Sokotoa lady screaming at them. I mean, and honestly, I feel like it's at the very content. least, yeah, Sokotoa lady. I remember Sokotoa now, and I'm pretty sure that's how I learned Sokotoa was someone doing a native. What's chant. so? I don't know what's sign right. Sokotoa. I didn't take trig. Is this trig? I don't even know, dude. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't Our have to know math. Our kid's going to be smart. Our kid's going to be smart because we're going to say, be in STEM or else you will be doomed to spend your life streaming <laughs> and watching The Sopranos. <laughs> You're going to have to be on Twitch like Kill mommy me. and daddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, and with that, you guys, let's bring in for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, co-creator of The Daily Show who hosts the podcast Feminist Buzzkill Live and is the founder of... And Chief Creative Officer for Abortion Access Front, not Action Access Front, Liz Winstead. Hi, Liz. Hello. How are you doing? I mean, I'm good. You know, that Texas that Texas textbook scheme has been going on forever. Because really? Texas makes most of the... Um, of the textbooks that America is exposed to. Interesting. Why did we give them this job? Yeah. yeah who gave Texas yeah. that job? Texas Instruments. Uh, Remember the instruments? They have good instruments. They got yeah. that TI-83. That they a good have good one. toast. They got I a like good toast. toast. Yeah. The toast is good. They got uh, the Texas tea. I think that's oil. Right? Yeah, I believe it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I think that that entire, like, it's not really conspiracy theory if, it's a correlation. It's corruption. Um, right. But it reminded me of the rabbit hole that you recently have gone down when it comes to the so-called progressive anti-abortion uprising, which is a, mm. an anti-choice group. Um, you guys might remember this group because one of its leaders, Lauren Handy, was found with five fetuses in her home. And then the entire group just did a press conference where they said, no, nah, we have 115 we fetuses. Got more. We got a lot more fetuses. We have many more fetuses in the bathroom. And, They're British, right? Yes, they are, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and, and Liz and, and Abortion AF and Feminist Buzzkill, you guys have been talking about this, and it's just so insane because you haven't, I haven't seen that many investigations on this like deep dives into this. So I was relying, and I think a lot of us have been relying on you and your work and your awesome podcast to sort of bring us up to speed. What have you learned since all this? And like, what the fuck has the fallout been? Like, is there any any punishment for stealing um, fetuses? Well, there's a lot going on with this story, right? And so when there is... It's still unclear where the fetuses came from because the manifest from the medical waste company that took them said um, they didn't come from us. Um, The fact that there was this box of 110, uh, you know, and, and by the way, when you pick up medical waste from a 
any kind of clinic, there's like gauze and syringes and tissue and all of it, right? So there's footage uh, where there's stuff in the boxes and the, the five larger fetuses were probably from, we don't know where they were from, but they were probably from either uh, stillbirths or they were stolen from research labs. The, the cops who they turned themselves in, but not before they passed around these fetuses to a bunch of other anti-abortion organizations, one of which called um, abolish or no survivors of the abortion Holocaust and they did oh. an unboxing video. Oh, my God. They did an unboxing video on Facebook, which I don't know why it wasn't taken down. But um, And then they go on demanding autopsies. And it's like, if you gave a shit about these fetuses, the second they came into your possession, they kept saying that they circumvented them. You stole them. <laughs> circumvented. We you reappropriated. Turn, yeah, you would turn them over to someplace but there's a lot going on, right? So how we talk about it's crucial because part there's part of it is um, they want all of us to be outraged and say things like, um, "Well, if if they're stealing bodies, then they sh- then we should they should be sued for yada yada." And it's like if we define these things uh, as people in person, right. yeah. that means that they're, they're waiting for us because truth be told, when people file briefs before the court and stuff, they will take every comment from mm. everyone and have an amicus brief that says, look, there is a hundred thousand people that commented on this video that also believe that, that fetuses are people and should have the same rights as people. So we have to be careful, right? So, so they'll the autop- use it against yep. reproductive exactly. rights. See, I would yep. just be like, no, it's not a person. That's my property. <laughs> Give I me mean, back my fetus. Yeah. Well, I mean, truth be told, like for anybody who's had a miscarriage or a later or later in pregnancy or had to have an abortion later in pregnancy, to have these fetuses, and especially if they said we stole these on this day right. from this place, and you're the and you're a person who had an abortion there or had to maybe go there to have help to miscarry a fetus that was still, whatever your situation is. And you would have to even think for a second. I wonder if that is from me. Yeah. It's awful. Mortifying. And then they're like, we demand autopsies to find out why these babies were aborted. And it's like, A, stop saying babies, but B, if somebody had to terminate a pregnancy because the pregnancy was literally killing them. Mm-hmm. You will not find anything out from a fetus mm-hmm. about the person who needed to terminate the pregnancy. And mm-hmm. lastly, they, they said, we, ah. we we gave them a proper burial. Which they won't and reveal where that was, correct? Well, first of all, who are you to properly bury anything? Who are you to decide if somebody isn't, some priest is is like literally... If you're Muslim, have no faith, yeah. whatever, ain't nobody got time for your bullshit proper <laughs> burial. And also, if they're going by their words and their logic, you have buried 110 like products of conception mm-hmm. in a mass grave. It just seems gross. You're gross. They're yeah, gross. without giving and, them. And then they hold a press. You guys, this got so weird. So yeah. weird. The weirdest part. But wait. So then they had a press conference, which I reattended, 
we attended the press conference and um, they pull some woman out of uh, to speak who said, and you don't know this, but the name of the company, and it's, I can't remember, it's like, I don't know, Bob Anderson's Medical Waste, mm-hmm. um, says on their website that they use fetal remains to keep the lights running and the power on in the city of Baltimore. What? That's and, amazing, and, dude. We should have more abortions if that's what fetal remains can I do. Mean, Yo, let I'm, me tell you what. I <laughs> mean, the I renewable I energy is fetal <laughs> remains. That, like, that that's what they think. So, that's what they think. But I'm all for like if if I'm all for that if that's the case. But also, there's not enough abortions to charge an iPhone. So yeah. stop it. Yeah. So just stop it. And and so this organization is part of these clinic invasions mm. uh, that are called Red Rose Rescues. And this is really the heart of it. So right before all of this, we discovered these fetuses and then turned them over to the cops and then made up this crazy story. Um they have been involved in these rescues, which are people that invade clinics and then chain themselves to chairs and they won't leave and they terrorize the patients and they terrorize the staff. And this started in the 80s um, in the battle days before there was any kind of laws against it. And mm. so in the 90s, uh, something called the FACE Act, which is the Freedom to Access Clinic Entrances Act, that's what FACE stands for, mm-hmm. was invented specifically for abortion clinics because these people were terrorizing people and blocking entrances. And it's a federal offense. First time it's a federal misdemeanor. Second time it's a felony. And these people have been doing it in states over and over and over again. And states that are sort of... um uh, the, where you get judges who are not, um, who are sympathetic to their cause. So they wouldn't bring the face violation up. Interesting. Well, yes. in 2020, they did a, a, a clinic invasion at Washington Surgical Center, which is where they said they were intercepted, the, uh, the fetal remains. Um, and they were busted and charged on face violations. Yep. And in two years, um, they have been arrested. They could go to jail for 11 years, 12 years, and they could have to pay up to $500,000 fine. So they're terrified. Yeah. And I don't know how many other violations are coming down the pike, but her mentor who stood next to her at this press conference, this Lauren Handy you speak of, um, is a woman who is part of an organization called the Army of God, which is the most anti-abortion extremist movement. There's an incredible HBO documentary called Soldiers in the Army of God. Okay. Um, and she is responsible for, um, she was at a clinic that was bombed. She signed on to a doctrine that said that it is part of God's will and and God will forgive you if you kill an abortion doctor in the name of saving other lives. Uh, and it's, it's terrifying. It's terrifying what they're doing. And so when... Just to frame it for you, um, those of us who have done a bunch of research on this feel that this fetus distraction of circumventing fetuses off a truck and mm-hmm. doing all this stuff is to divert from your federal charges. Yes. So when you're stealing fetuses to throw the scent off of your federal charges of terrorizing clinics, 
your movement's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do this just... to save the movement. I mean, I didn't even know about their federal charges until I heard about the case. So yeah. it, I mean, for folks like, you know, whatever, who care about this stuff or, or who are more sympathetic, it's actually done. It's, it's not gone in their favor, even though, yes, we have to be careful how we talk about, you know, yeah. the fetal yeah. remains being like, you know, humans yeah. or whatever. But it's like I was like, oh shit! There's a the face act like that helped. There, there mm-hmm. is there are, the, are these laws, and and you know, um, thank God we have Kataji Brown Jackson. We need to expand the courts, but thank God we have someone who, at one point in their career, although what's her bucket, Marsha Blackburn tried to hold it against her, helped rule in the favor of people seeking to terminate pregnancies against people who were threatening them and, and like cre- helped create that, like, or helped defend those, that the, um, the zones, the buffer zones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would just like to just put a fine point on that for real too, because what the anti-abortion movement and the Marsha Blackburns of the world, when they, they like to portray these praying people hmm. as non-threatening people. Right. And I, and I just want to be very clear that there, there are, there are the, you know, white bros out there with big giant signs out there protesting, screaming, whore, whore, whore. And then there's the people who are praying, who are telling you that you're going to go to hell mm-hmm. if you have an abortion quietly and having their rosaries. And I'm here to remind people that if you're a person of faith or you're from a small faith community and you're going to have an abortion and you already have some conflict about that, the person that is doing more damage is the person who looks at you while you're having your going to have your abortion and says, you, you are going to hell for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And just because that person doesn't seem as threatening as the guy who's screaming whore at you, that person actually has more of an impact and is more terrorizing and more threatening on almost every level. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to be really clear when we think about that. And when Marsha Blackburn likes to bring that shit up, like it's like really Marsha Blackburn, because I think that is taking religion and being about as disgusting as you can with it. Yeah. 100%. I, before we go to the broader situation, we're kind of seeing not only this case, but the other case that we talked about on this show for a little bit, but I'm glad to have you on, was Lizelle Herrera, who was mm-hmm. arrested in Texas mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for an alleged abortion um, and was held on a half million dollars bail, finally helped to be bailed out by La Frontera Fund, which, I, I you know, I think is, did amazing work. I don't know if they're going to get paid back for it, given that the attorney general, the district attorney, can't remember which one, dropped any kind of so-called murder charges against Herrera. Yeah, they, they didn't even have to post bail because she was released before any bail had to be posted. Mm. Wonderful. So I wanted to clear. Yeah. So they were just, the charges were dropped because they were absolutely, and and to this day, last week we had uh, Kathy Torres from La Frontera Fund on our podcast to talk about what had happened. And, they, and it's still very unclear because in the state of Texas constitution, it says that you cannot prosecute somebody who has terminated a pregnancy yes. for murder. Yeah. And and I want to be also be really clear that this doesn't have anything to do with that crazy ass bounty hunting law. That's an actual civil law. Right. And so this is an actual criminal case where 
Lizelle Herrera was charged with murder. And it's unbelievable that she would confide in a medical provider Mm. and that somehow the person she confided in who had no obligation decided to spin that as murder and turn her in because she tried to self-manage her own abortion. And I'm here to say this, and I say this in a very practical way. And this is um, something that is on the CDC website. And that is. Snitches get stitches. stitches. If you take medication abortion orally, uh, it is not, the medication is not detected in your system unless you take, unless you, take the medicine vaginally, which some people insert the pills Mm -hmm. into their vaginas. Um, If you do that, medication can be detected. If you take the medication orally, it's not detected in your body. And that is just a fact. Which is insane that this is where we are. You know, I've talked to you about, and I talked to the pod about how I did reporting in El Salvador where women are being sentenced to 30 years in prison for uh, murder, but instead they actually just either had an abortion or had a miscarriage, Miscarriage, which is very difficult to distinguish Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. the two. Um, And especially judges don't know that, but it does this feel like there's going to be more of this to come given how, um, gray area a lot of the laws are and you'll have medical professionals who are like maybe i should report this to police because that's what was happening in el salvador and now like now we're seeing Mm -hmm. it here where maybe nurses and doctors are like i don't know what the law is but i'm gonna lock this woman up i'm gonna help lock her up i think you're right and you know this has been going on you had pervy patel in indiana a few years back you know it's been it's been a trend that's been happening but i think you hit the nail on the head is Part of creating these nebulous laws is that healthcare workers and people are so unclear from moment to moment what the law is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that healthcare workers need to understand that you do not have to report anybody for any reason to the cops. You just do not have to. And but I do think it's a problem, especially with with um, with miscarriage with self-managed abortion with all this stuff, we are going to be criminalizing people for their pregnancies at really alarming rates. Mm. And all of this is, all of these laws are a grand plan to be looking at that, Mm -hmm. you know, and as we move towards June and Roe v. Wade uh, being overturned in some capacity for those who don't really understand just how, how, magnificently awful it's going to be. Let's just start with this Texas law that's in place. Um, 10% of everyone that can get pregnant uteruses of a of reproductive age live in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And so with just the Texas law alone, um, half of the abortions being done in Oklahoma are people from Texas. And there's a six week waiting period to get an abortion and Oklahoma in August just banned all abortions in August. Oklahoma Complete. said we're not going to have abortion, anymore. which is which is literally as constitutional as saying we're banning the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, it's literally that unconstitutional. You can't just ban a constitutional right. So that's happening. But but states as far away as Maine are having at least two weeks longer waiting periods, but just because of Texas. Damn. So if Roe v. Wade gets overturned in June, which most people think it will. 
Um, There's 12 states that are going to stop abortion outright and 26 states that have laws on the books that are rendered unconstitutional now that won't after Roe falls. And the totality of that means that 75 million people of reproductive age will live in a state that they do not have access to abortion. That is, and that is what is called um, a trigger ban on abortion. So those laws are like ready in the wait. Yeah. Ready in the wings. Exactly. In the wings. Pop off as soon as that Roe v. Wade is struck down. And as soon as Roe v. Wade is struck down, they're just going to overturn it. And to pass these laws, pass these laws, pass these laws, pass these laws now. Mm -hmm. And um, as, as you've seen in the news, just like with Kentucky, a judge just upheld the Kentucky ban. And there's also just like, you know, it's so, there's so much to unpack, mm-hmm. you know, whereas Oklahoma was like outright, hey, we're just banning abortion, bitches, because fuck it. Um, and then you have these sneaky other bans like Oklahoma, I mean, like Kentucky, where there's so much red tape in 70, 70 page abortion ban. And it doesn't say we're banning abortion, but it says things like medication abortion. For every time you prescribe it, where it was made, who prescribed it, who actually made the pills Mm -hmm. has to be registered before you can send it out. And you have to have a death certificate for every abortion. Now, the state of Kentucky has no mechanism in place to enforce this. Sure. So the clinic can't comply. So... They had to stop. They just had to stop doing abortions. They also had a, a law in place. You know, they, they did the 15-week ban and all the so other So it's a way bullshit. to not actually say that they're illegal, but to make it so difficult, kind of like the, um, and I forgot what it was called, but the, the, the different admissions of like you have to have the hospital trap laws. Yeah. The trap laws. Hospital yep. admitting privileges. You're, yep. You know, you have to yep. fit a boat through your hallway. <laughs> and you have to fit a boat in your vagina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the boat has to go through the vagina as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, and so there's all these different ways that people don't think of. And so going back to where we started, right. With these stolen fetuses, another piece to that is if you say, um, say the name of this company that actually lawfully and, and, and by the book disposes of medical waste, Mm -hmm. um, you can make laws that say companies can't pick up medical waste from facilities that provide abortion. If you say that, you can't provide abortion anymore. Right. right. Because unless you have a place to put the medical waste, How, exactly. what are you going to do? How do you safely dispose of it? Or you can't yeah. attend women You overall or anyone who's pregnant or anyone who has a, a miscarriage or, or a stillbirth. Mm-hmm. Like imagine mm-hmm. not being able just the entire treatment of fetal remains – being mm-hmm. difficult, then it's all care. Right. It's like all of this is all care, you know? Yeah. And, and on our podcast this week, we're going to be talking about just, you know, one of the other creepy things, which is uh, medical schools and abortion. 50% of medical schools in this country do not require you to learn abortion care. Wow. And studies have said, and this is an out, this, this is going to freak you out. Um, 70% of OBGYN medical students say they have got insufficient care or insufficient teaching on how to do abortions. If they got any at all, 90% of general medicine students 
said they have gotten insufficient or none. The average age of an abortion provider is 68 years old. So when we talk about how we ban abortion, I can think of no better way than to make sure people don't learn it. But that also means if you're not teaching abortion, that means you're not teaching miscarriage management. Mm -hmm. It means that you're not teaching like a lot of things, right? And so we just run into so many obstacles. And it's like, uh, I, I, I could talk about it all day and I do talk about it all day, but, but, you know, there is just, there's a lot happening fast and furiously. And I, and, and also we're, you know, there's, there's so much, the world is just burning. Yes. And, and then, you know, I just saw a poll that said 7% of Americans prioritize, you know, abortion. And it's like, great. That's Jesus great. Christ. And, and, and obviously we understand who is most at risk uh, you know, low income people, people of color, people like Lizelle Herrera, you know, and the, the, like on and on and on. We know rich people can always find a way to get a safe yeah. abortion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to refresh because as I'm pregnant and I am like, oh, the, that week, oh, and that week and that week and all these 15 week abortions and six week abortions before most people even know they're fucking pregnant. You've got like mm-hmm. maybe you're a, a, a week out of missing your your period if you're if you're someone who is consistent or whatever but like it has been really interesting um to understand just like just how much this endangers women's lives because when people have abortions beyond let's say or into the second trimester or even if they need to into even the third trimester 90% of abortions are happening in the first trimester so those first 13 yeah. weeks and the rest of them are often for the life of the mother, the life of the baby, one or both are not viable. And so they're actually the most important kind. And so we, well, I would say I have to correct you on that. Most of the time people have later abortions. I mean, it's 0.2% of all pregnant, 0.02% of all pregnancies are later. And a lot of them in the second trimester of pregnancy are because people were denied access in the first trimester. Mm. So it's not always fetal anomaly. It's often that thing. And, and one thing I want to say about that is when you look at these bans, these six week abortion bans, like you said, Mm -hmm. it's really a two week abortion ban because you often don't know. And then whatever, what's happening now in Texas is that people are fine. Are, wondering if they're pregnant, missing their period and going in for abortions. Damn. So people aren't even having a contemplative decision with themselves. Right. Right. Like let's say you're there's pregnant. no time. You don't feel yeah. like there's you don't have time. time to even assess that. You want to talk about creating abortion regret? <laughs> well, the anti-abortion movement setting up a space that you don't have time to say I just need a month do I, do I really want to do this? Blah, blah. You know, so if you don't even have a chance to contemplate your own abortion, uh, it's really a mess. Yeah. So, you know, there's a question and I, and the question I have, but you know how like Alec, like the American legislative exchange committee, they're Mm -hmm. like behind all these like awful standard ground laws and, you know, the cookie cutter bills and the way we're seeing that these anti-abortion laws sort of replicate one another and spawn and rep and just copycat. Right. What's the dark force? Is it like, so, who, who's the dark money group? Mm-hmm. Has, is uh, it, or is it a, 
Is no, it no, like no, an awful couple. amalgamation? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a couple. There is Americans United for Life, which I often call the Alec of the anti-abortion movement. Yeah, there we go. Um, who to create model legislation and drop the model legislation. And just like all this other stupid ass legislation, sometimes they don't even change the name of the state. The other state they dropped in. Whoops, we forgot to rock cross off Indiana yeah. when we're in North Carolina. Um, so there's there's Americans United for Life. And then the lawyers, the Thomas More Society and the Federalist Society are just like have so much money. There's something called the Blackstone Group that is barfing out 150 uh, anti-abortion lawyers um, every six months. Jesus. Uh, so their movement is just like loaded and funded uh, to have lawyers for anybody to take these cases on. Um, it's always bl- it's have- like Black Rock, Black Cube. I know. Bla- like yes. every time. I know, right? Every time. It's like, every I, I, time. I'm creating an evil company that's going to destroy the world. What should I call yeah. it? Um, black something. Black yeah. trapezoid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep, for sure. So weird. Uh, yeah, it is so weird. And then they have the Susan B. Anthony list, which is a political action committee that supports anybody who prioritizes abortion on their platform. So they're like Emily's list, but for um, the anti-abortion movement. Yeah. Um, And there's just like so many, the the intersections are just so, and then you have the intersections with uh, white nationalist groups. And I wrote an op-ed for uh, NBC.com about two months ago. Uh, We have been tracked. One of the things that we do at abortion access front is that we track the anti-abortion movement. And we have the largest database of anti-abortion extremists um, that exists. And when January 6th happened, we identified 30 anti-abortion leaders at the insurrection and turned them over and then um, directly linked the movement to, you know, the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters and Ali Alexander and the whole gang. A little hypocritical uh, that uh, the anti-abortion people were trying to abort the election, you know? (laughs) I mean... Well, I mean, you said Steve Bannon, who's like, we have to kill the Biden administration in the cradle. Remember that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's, That's like... Well, that's that's consistent. But, they're 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 happy to kill born like, babies. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, all the time. As soon as I the mean, babies... I just don't trust anybody who's arrested by the postal but, police. But this, is, this is the thing for me. Like, I forgot he was, he was <laughs> yeah. arrested by the postal police. on a boat. <laughs> the, this is really the thing sad. for me about like about like reproductive rights and freedom and like women's issues especially or things that are seen as strictly women's issues like the first you know anita sarkeesian's been on this show and like she was in the crosshairs of the gamergate bullshit and you know they she and others were you know sounding the alarms about white nationalists online da, 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 and everyone's like that's eh, not real and then it you creates Trump essentially. And like the same thing with, you know, reproductive rights groups and you guys and, and the ways that you're like, we see how nuts these aunties are outside Mm -hmm. of these clinics. Mm -hmm. And they're not just up to this stuff. They're up to a lot of other stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah. That's that issue. But we monitor their So we go so far as um, we have a whole consortium of people who have had dummy accounts on, on social media for years, yeah. active dummy accounts. And a, you would, it takes about three months to 100% radicalize an account, which is really scary Wow! to go from, yeah, to just like 
what you're suggested, the things you suggested by the couple of things that you happen to say online. But we then we have these accounts and we join these churches. And so we attend these church services. And when you hear over and over and over again, these pastors who are who have set up militia camps for kids who are saying we have to arm ourselves to protect our Christian nation. Um, and that, you know, there's a whole thing called the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, which is basically uh, that sounds that's a fancy phrase for saying uh, we can fudge biblical interpretation to justify any of our actions. Of course. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, justify, uh, you know, they were raising money for Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. They were part of the people who took to the streets in Kenosha. Um, it's, they're two way psychos. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really astounding. It's part of the agenda. And so I guess I wanted to ask you about, cause I've been bitching a lot about, um, what I see as a lot of inaction from leading Democrats on this issue mm-hmm. who fundraise consistently off of it, um, saying they're going to protect Roe and they're going to protect, you know, uh, the right to have an abortion. Uh, and in addition to mainstream organizations, you know, like Planned Parenthood and like others who, again, are sort of in the nonprofit industrial complex system and they, you know, text us and email us incessantly and, and and then you're like okay well for my money i'm assuming you guys have had a plan to stop this onslaught that you saw amy coney barrett and brett kavanaugh and gorsuch you know all sup- upcycled from the bog of the fucking mm-hmm. federalist society mm-hmm. like you all saw this coming and we've got some sort of plan to fight this correct and when you don't see that plan, at least on a federal level, and we're so patchwork with Democratic states having to do their own little, okay, you know, trying to enshrine abortion rights, which is great, but it is still so piecemeal. I get frustrated at like our movement, at like the left, at the liberals. What are, what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel like, what are the openings now in terms of strategy? Yeah. Where do you think of the, yeah. the, the, where have people dropped the ball? Well, I think it's so layered, right? I yeah. think that first of all, <clears throat> there you must be proactive when you when you are going to try to solve a problem. Joe Biden has never said the word abortion. There's literally a website that says say abortion, Joe. Um, he's written it down once, but if you can't name what you're fighting for and you're not proactive about expanding access yeah. in ways. Um, and you can't, then you're not giving it a moral framework. So that's mm. one big problem is that we stigmatize it ourselves. Um, I think that clinics that provide care need to step out of the way and provide care mm. and help those who are activists and messengers do that work. I think that people associate, I love Planned Parenthood. They have incredible services, but if you get $250 million from Mackenzie Scott, mm-hmm. um, that money needs to be a given to the independent providers who actually do almost all the later abortions in this country who are not Planned Parenthoods, who are community clinics. Mm. And three, our movement, and, and they also control the narrative and the messaging, right? And so I think a lot of times what happens is if you have a lot of money, you will adhere to these laws instead of fighting them. Hmm. Don't build a surgical center 
fight to the death to say, hell no, we won't. Because the smaller clinics can't build a surgical center. Mm. Just don't. Like, come together as a movement. Uh, we need an act up. Our organization is really leaning in and will yeah. that we need an act up in our movement that isn't just taking to the streets and screaming and dressing up like hand. Stop dressing up like handmaids. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because Handmaid's Tale was based on the oppression of African women and co-opted into the bodies of white women mm -hmm. to take someone else's oppression and put it into privileged society absolutely erases the narrative of what women of color have been through. Mm. That is why we don't dress up like handmaids. That is why you don't just blanket handmaid stuff. And so when people say and ask you, especially leaders of color and say, don't dress up like handmaids, please don't mm. stop throwing hangers around and being like the hanger people Yeah, because Self-managed abortion exists in the form of pills, and we want to get those pills to people safely. If we end up in a country that criminalizes abortion, there are safe ways to actually self-manage your abortion. Yeah. And we want people to get that information, right? Yeah. And if you, the more you focus on hangers, the less you're actually getting the information about safe ways to self-manage your abortion out there. Right. So those things are super important. So I think that, um, A, we need to do more big, loud, fun actions that raise awareness um, when they, on, a, on a larger scale that doesn't involve like specific stuff. Mm. Um, but every time you do an action, you should center people who need amplification, abortion funds, and do that. So that leads me to, I feel really excited because a lot of people, I, I really see another thing happening <clears throat> like happened when Trump got elected where people were like, I don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. so then people marched in pink hats and, and the people that organized the march didn't understand how important reproductive health rights and justice were in all of this. So they didn't center it and they never center it. So on July 17th, uh, we are producing an event that's called Operation Save Abortion. Mm. And what it is, is it's going to be a super dope, live stream that's not like this not like a cool not like a conversation like this but it's on a stage with a whole bunch of different like sometimes speakers sometimes interactive sometimes ted talks and we want folks to gather together and have house parties instead of marching mm. and you're gonna get an immersion i love that all the different aspects of abortion activism so that you can have this fulfilling day of learning all this stuff and then you will be hooked up with what speaks to you mm. and with the capacities that you have. It's like so the Super no Bowl longer, of abortion. It's like the Super Bowl of abortion, but you get to walk away understanding actually what's been done because no one talks about it in the media. Yeah. And then where you can hang your hat and then where you can tell your other friends to hang your hat. Right. If you're somebody who's like, I don't think I have the temperament to escort patients because those asshole guys I want to kill. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> you would want to work on a hotline that was trying to get poor folks connected with money. Maybe mm, you were somebody yeah. that's good at that. Maybe you'd like to be an abortion doula. That's a great job. You hold the hand of somebody having an abortion and you're just there for them yeah. because they came alone. Great job. Maybe you're somebody who wants to really lobby and, and really get pro-choice candidates. You're going to learn all about all the ways and then be like, oh my God, I want to be that person. 
and then we vet you and then we'll hook you up with um, organizations in your community so that people can um, really do what they need and we can help these organizations on the ground doing the work, help them grow their activist bases, help them also onboard people if they're small so that they can actually um, have somebody helping them with with the capacity of growing yeah. and that we can actually see movement, you know, and that people can actually see what's happening. So I'm, I love and, that. And, and so that's yeah. July 17th and tell me the name July of it. It's called operation save abortion. We're going to be doing an announce in the next couple of weeks, but if you go to uh, aafront.org and sign up on our mailing list, we will send you the registration as soon as everything is going to be announced. And it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a really, really, really great event. You're going to just hear from all kinds of really cool people okay. doing all kinds of really cool stuff. Amazing. I, I love that. I, so I, have a house party. I love oh, yeah. any excuse to have a house party and gather right? people together and have, and like watch the stream and, and learn. I'll make dip. Matt will make, make dip. dip. That's what I'm it's good for. I think that's, yeah, that's really, it's like, um, it's in the ways that people have like ballot parties, like statewide yes. ballot parties where you're like, yeah. I don't really get the ballot. It's all kind of like wonky and blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I like that because it's like educational and social and uh, that's going to be so good. Okay. Yeah. And then there'll be little breaks in between so that, and you and your house party will get like assignments and then, and you'll be able to interact with the people there. So like people are going to be on a stage, you know, some people will be like having a really intimate conversation. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to be doing like Ted talky stuff. Some people are going to be, so it's all going to be very, look really cool and feel very energetic. Um, So uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like, and performing just, live abortions, obviously. Oh my God, obviously. But we <laughs> might do it. We may do um, in medical school early abortion. Oftentimes they will show you um, how to do an early abortion on a papaya. Ooh. A papaya is the size of a uterus. Interesting. And, you, and it, and it shows it. you how you go in and then you extract. It's very cool. Yeah. The, uh, now I just want papaya, but also. <laughs> That's really dope. And it is, it is life's, I mean, it's funny because I, I, we're talking about those providers. The last thing I'll say is I, the guy that I met uh, in El Salvador was, runs a clandestine, you know, clinic. Um, I was like, why do you do this? And he was like, because my mentor looked me in the eye and was like, do you want to save lives? Mm. Like, if you do, I will, I want to teach you how to do this and you can be a provider. And he was like, yes. And then he did. So it's just like, it is so it's it is life saving work. It is so important. Um, Liz, we have a final segment, but I won't keep you on. But I can ask you. It is a will they won't they segment. Oh, this sounds fun. Do you want to stay on? Ten minutes. Okay. All right. Ten minutes. Thank you, everyone. We got one more segment. This we we punted from last week, but it's exciting. This is a political will they won't they, as well as a not so political will they won't they. Here we are. <laughs> Will the Supreme Court overturn Roe? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's start with the fun one first. But no. So, so Liz, you were saying this, that a lot of people think they will. I mean, the conservatives have the majority. But is this going to happen? Is this what Clarence Thomas is, Thomas is waiting for? That and the Kraken? Is this the Kraken? So it's there are several scenarios that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they could say, because the Roe v. Wade is tied into a bunch of 
other things, right? There's Roe v. Wade. And then in 1992, there was a case called Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Mm-hmm. And in that case, that's the case that said the state of Pennsylvania argued before the Supreme Court that we want to put some regulations on abortion. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court said, oh, okay, you can put regulations on abortion, but you can't cause what's called, quote, an undue burden. That was the, the phrase the court threw down, but they never defined undue burden. So... Um, they could say, okay, we're going to uphold this Mississippi 15-week abortion ban. And so all abortions are, are you can have abortions up to 15 weeks. But that gives states uh, any kind of law they want to have abortions up to no weeks. Mm-hmm. So they haven't banned abortion. They've ended Roe, right? Sure. Um, or uh, then if people feel confused about that, Um, these right-wing governors would have opportunity to do things like declare a state of emergency because uh, fetuses are being murdered. And so we have to stop it until we do. So there's a lot of confusion or they could just do flat out Roe v. Wade's done. Um, It's all up to the state. They can have no abortion. They can have whatever they want. Um, And if they say that, that's when the trigger bans go into effect. So, um, so there's a number of ways it could go down, but, but it but, doesn't make sense. The 15 week ban doesn't make sense because Roe v. Wade was argued. And I would say viability is like puberty. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some pregnancies are, are, can be viable at 24 weeks. Some absolutely can't. Mm-hmm. Some are at 26 weeks. Some can't. So that line is odd, but Nonetheless, and that's Roe why it was Wade. never fully defined by Roe v. Wade. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, 24 weeks is sort of d- defined at Roe v. Wade. Viability 24 weeks is kind of that, mm-hmm. but not really, right? But there is a line, right? Viability is in that sort of gray area where 15 weeks is literally an arbitrary number pulled out of your ass. And a 15-week fetus is about the size of a kiwi, just so you understand what that means. And so there is no viability. So why would you uphold that? What does that even mean, right? And so, so, you know, with Amy Coney Barrett saying things in the arguments for that case, like, well, can't you just drop your baby off at the firehouse safe haven and just be call it a day why do we still need abortion jesus um, christ it's like god could you be a bigger cunt <laughs> is it even fucking possible you know um because we're all potting soil and that's yeah. the way that works yeah we're so, hosts i love that they were like i want the baby to be alive and then throw it away yeah and then toss it to the yeah. firemen. <laughs> so I don't know what firemen don't have time for. That shit. <laughs> yeah, they like, can be little firemen. You know, small fire squad of unwanted no kids. No one needs that. It's crazy. They've got all the money. You know yeah. how firefighters oh, have You know what they'll do money. for the California wildfires? Just throw all the unwanted yeah, babies on the fire. And that way it just puts out the fires. Yeah, but or at least they've been born. Simple. Or you can just... Apparently, power the city of Baltimore. That's right. That's right. You power the city with it. So there's power a number the of ways it could go down, but either way, that 15 weeks, that is an affront to Roe v. Wade. It, that- is, it is an affront to Roe v. Wade. And there is, I think there's legalese around around it being an affront rather than sure. an overturning. Yeah. Um, but, I, but, but 
bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. That really bad things are going to happen. Um, and and also the kicking in of the laws because the, the the legislatures that have trigger bans on the books that we talked about earlier, which it means abortion just banned in the state automatically. Um, even if <clears throat> how the Supreme Court rules doesn't trigger that, those legislatures haven't changed. So they can go back in and create draconian laws that are not trigger bans, but laws that can go into effect immediately <clears throat> that um, will effectively ban abortion. Right. So, yeah. Right. It's already, it's, it's a little bit like, um, it reminds me of like in anti-war meetings before the Iraq war being like, well, when does it start? And then, you know, the person, someone will inevitably say the war's already started. And you're like, I know, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, that is how I feel about this issue. Yeah. Like, the war's already here. Yeah. Yeah, already- yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, you just have to look at the States like federal, 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 you know, Roe v. Wade hasn't even been a reality for 80% of the people in this country mm. anyway. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something we also forget a lot yeah. is that for, again, the same communities that we were talking about earlier have just not in any way, shape or form had access to have had full reproductive care and access. Yeah. So. Boo. Oh. All right. Will they, won't they? I'm going to play this again. No, I just wanted to play Will They Won't They again. Uh-huh. Will They Won't They? Will Biden cancel any student debt? Everybody listening can play along. Will Biden, before, let's say before the midterms, mm. before November, I've, cancel student debt? I have an answer. What do you think? No, he will not. Because why would he do anything? Popular? Popular and easy. Yeah. Right before the I, midterms. <laughs> why? Why? It'd be too, too easy. I mean, I 100% agree. You know what? Why don't we leave it up to the to the companies that hold the loans? That's right. Those Why don't guys, we leave it up to them to decide? In that case, the company is the federal government. Yeah. He is the company. Yeah. I think, okay, here's what I think. I think he will cancel $2,500 for anyone over the age of 40 with three kids mm-hmm. making less than $38,000 lives a in a year, swing state who lives in a purple state. Yeah. And yeah. in, and his name begins with between the letters a through R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds like, like a good plan. Yeah. yeah. It's a great plan. I, I mean, it's, it's super fits on I think that, that was my, sticker. If you wrap it around the entire car. Yeah. That was, I think my favorite all time, uh, Kamala Harris tweet was, uh, that she was look. This was after people were talking about canceling student debt, and she was like, "Well, I'm putting forward a, a plan to cancel up to two years of student debt for entrepreneurs who are building a business that lasts more than three years." In a, who went to an HBCU? Yeah, who went to an HBCU three years in a uh, in a struggling community or something. It was, Yo, something, it was so. It many. was so many qualifiers that I was like, "Is this?" Who is this for? Is this just for someone you, Do you know? know somebody? Yeah. Also, also, what was the question? Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, ma'am, yeah. this is a Wendy's. I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. All right. Will they, won't they? Will the Senate legalize or decriminalize marijuana? Mm. There's another 
I just don't see it. There's another no for me. You said it? No. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't see it because. Stupidly, so dumb. It's going to, you know, every time I think like, well, we have a Senate majority, you know, 50 people, right? Sure. Uh, I I remember that like we've got these two um, you know the Kirsten Cinema and uh, uh, what's his name Mansion. Mil- Ma- yeah Mansion and uh, I think like well they can't be against literally everything cool and then I'm like no they are they'll do literally anything they can to just to make that majority completely useless I think it's fine I have a question. Mm. I don't know much about growing pot. Yes. Can you grow pot in West Virginia? Oh, for sure. I, I would hope so. I think so I would... if you replace the coal industry with pot. Yes. Maybe Mansion would get on board. But then also it would be problematic because of the they would be bring up that gateway drug situation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we have an opioid crisis There's here. There's already know crazy opioids. Exactly. It's like, but you many, need the tax it, money to fund the recovery and addiction treatments from the opioid epidemic. Right. I 100% understand. <laughs> I'm saying what people who say their CRT in schools are going to say. That's true. Not what I believe yeah. at all to be true. I think that's a great You've idea. That out. I think that's, that would be, that would be great if uh, they decided to replace coal with weed. The, um, the Senate, because when you burn weed, it does power the lights of Baltimore. That's you know true. I mean? It yeah. really does. Yeah. The, the Senate, I think if they block it, if they filibuster it, cause they would, I would want to reinstate the talking filibuster. So you'd have to see like, you know, Different senators, fucking yeah, Tom Cotton yeah. up there, just like explaining how one time when I was high, yeah, I had a whole box of Lucky Charms, yeah. and uh, you know they had to amputate my toes because yeah, exactly. of just, the diabetes. Just hearing old ass senators like rail against weed, I think would be really fun to turn their own voters against them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to break some news that Tom Cotton is 20 years younger than me. Jesus Christ. Really? Mm-hmm. It's just the name Tom Cotton. I know. Sometimes I just go through the Senate and I'm like, oh my God, Liz Cheney's younger than me. Yeah. It's, it's, this- it seems... It seems just unimaginable that Liz there would Cheney's be... Liz Cheney's younger than you? <laughs> no. Liz Cheney is younger than me. But th- Okay, well, yes. then you've got this like 33-year-old jo- or now 30 I think Ted Cruz is younger than me. I mean, I think there's a whole Ted Cruz is uh, of, Ted Cruz. If you believe I mean, that, if you believe his birth certificate, you're crazy. All right. Yeah. Ted Cruz. First of all, he was not born. He was hatched. Yes. And yeah. it was millennia ago. Yeah. And true. he's just been exactly. he was crawling in the muck and the dirt for years. Uh-huh. And then he finally got enough glucose to build a body and uh, what's the painting of the dude eating the chicken? <laughs> no, he's eating a dude. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's eating. Yeah, I know that that painting of like the ah, monster just the monster fighting just, yeah. a whole human. Yeah, yeah, that's Ted. That's Ted Cruz. Um, okay, yeah, that's right. Will they? Won't they? Will Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez get married this time? Yes, they will. Will they? They will. They're engaged. Um, I have to ask. Did they get married last time? No, they didn't. No, what they happened? didn't. They called off the engagement. Oh, that's oh. that's sad. They, they, I think it was a a blue. It was like a light blue diamond. This time it's like a light green diamond. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, never go with the blue diamond. Never. It wasn't a diamond that you got me. It was a blue topaz, and she did not like it. She <laughs> it looked she didn't like, like, like my first engagement ring. ring. Anyway, can you believe this? Can you believe this woman? She she looked at my engagement ring and I said, "Will you marry me?" But, and she said, "Not with that ring." But if you and were I Ben said, Affleck, hey. I'd probably feel very obligated. Well, yeah, Ben Affleck. I mean, but I'm basically Ben Affleck. So I think they're going to go through with it because it's been now like 20 years since they were together, and I think it's adorable to reencounter one's you know other millionaire lover. Yeah, I because also do they need press? Like, I mean, like probably. I don't know. It feels very. I mean, I wish I cared. I just don't. I'll tell you, I didn't care. That cares a lot. I didn't care the first time around. I was just like, "What is this Whatever. overexposure of this stupid celebrity couple?" And then I found out that they got back together, and I was like, "Oh my god, that sounds like real love." <laughs> so there's a romantic inside of me that hopes. Wow. I just I don't know. It's like they they were apart. They had children with other people. Then Hustlers came out and he was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. He was dating Ana de Armas uh-huh. uh, before and then broke yeah, up yeah, with yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke no, up, not, I don't know who that knock is. Knock off J-Lo. She is Neither with, did he. I didn't know her name, but I knew she was beautiful. And I saw uh, anyway. And she's of the Armas. She's of the Armas. And she uh, she's a beautiful. Anna of the Guns. That's essentially what her name is. It's a cool name. And she's beautiful. And he broke up with her because he was like, I'm sorry, I'm in love with J-Lo still. And that's like, oh. Yep. Once he was photographed by paparazzi holding all of his Dunkin' Donuts, he's like, you know what? Life is short. Life is short. Um, Liz Winstead, thank you so much for being on the show. I love being on with you. I'm so excited to meet Matt. I'm so thrilled for your upcoming uh, bundle of joy. Yes. Oh, very Lord. excited. It was it's, great to meet it's you. It's going to be a I've, lot of work. I've heard great things about you, and I was Liz glad to be here. Liz is the fucking best. Yes. Everybody follow Liz on socials at Liz Winstead on Twitter. I'm I'm adding a banner here real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, yeah and, and the podcast. I, the podcast, if you like care about abortion, it is your one-stop shop for all the things. We have everyone you want to know about, all the stuff you can do, like – you know, the press doesn't do anything. So it's Feminist Buzzkills Live on wherever you get your pods. Check it out every Friday, new, new apps. Feminist Buzzkills Live. Love it. Um, you you really have to be like, you don't have to be. But when I hear you speak, it makes me feel smarter, saner, and like I don't have to be a legal expert. Like so many people work on this, this fucking issue with the army yes, armies the of lawyers that the other side has. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, thank you for rigging it down. And um, thanks, you guys, for having me. Yeah. And we'll July seventeenth, yes, July seventeenth. Plan your house. Plan parties. your goddamn house party is gonna be so fun. All right, yep. Liz, take very good care. We'll see you next time. And thank you all for being here. We got an extra long episode. Ooh, I got a little bubble in the tummy. That's called a baby. Ow. Well, it's a fetus. Sorry, not a baby. Wow, it's yeah, it's just doing something to my ah. Everything's good. Everything's fine. I'm going to read some. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's just a weird thing. From Yuva, thank you so much for the super chat. Congratulations to both of you. Um, Thank you for the super sticker. That is so, so generous of you. J320, best wishes from Jessica and Matt. Thank you. Brandy Lou, too. Favorite tweet I've seen thus far is, and this is about the Florida and math books, just wait until Florida finds out math can be non-binary. 
Uh, I like that. That's good. Um, Case Rollins, uh, girl, wait till you're crying because your cupcakes have the wrong color icing on them. Lol, it gets wild. Well, here's the thing, Case. I don't make cupcakes, so that's number one. But I've definitely... Like in the like in the early weeks, I was like crying at like actually like sad stuff on television. Then I was like, okay, that that's safe, sad. Yeah. Then the other day, I was just like, nobody likes yeah. me. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just got into a space, bro. Yeah. I got into a fucking sad space. Yeah. Uh, Roller Dragon Registry, hell yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bituation Room. <laughs> that's where we're registered. Um. Registry Matthew, coming soon. Registry coming Matthew soon. Matthew Veslage says, I hope the kid comes out like Will Ferrell on SNL. I think I left my watch in there. Nice. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, bot. Um, we just stopped counting at 1 million, right? I can't remember what that was about. I sh- I'm sure that has to do with COVID deaths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cronyism, not nepotism. You don't have to be a lawyer to serve on a federal bench. Good to fucking know. Good to know. And very fucking scary. Someone put me on. Talk about failing up. I would love mm. to be on a federal bench. Um, I would just wear like judge robes wherever I went, and and a gavel. At you like, should wear like a, also like a little. Uh, yeah, one of those wigs. wigs. The old timey wigs old-timey. with a gavel, and I'm just like pop, pop, pop. But it's at a Red Lobster. That's how I break my lobster with the gavel. Kimberly McNaught, thank you for the super chat. Ozzy Frantifa, let's strengthen the cross bench this federal election. If Greens get balance of power, we might just survive the climate crisis. Crisis. I assume you mean in Australian politics. Hell yeah. Uh, as you say, Ozzy Frantifa. Yeah. Um, I don't know what cross bench means. I, yeah, I was or the if- Green Party that isn't Jill Stein doing uh, nothing. <laughs> We have a fake green party. We have the fake green party. We need some real greens. Um, um, Let's see. Case Rollins on pregnancy. Thank you for the super chat. I got the first vaccine December 2020 before I knew I was pregnant, before they had a vaccine pregnancy data. Got the second one anyway. She was born with antibodies. Can't say how much of a relief it was. Absolutely. And like totally. There's so much. There's very, very. First of all, you realize as a pregnant person that there's little data on everything yeah you know there's all this like you uh don't eat sushi right but we have no idea if you can like um i don't know like cbd and pregnancy or we have no idea and there's or they're like don't drink coffee coffee will give you a miscarriage right and then and then they do the actual show the data and it's like the data just doesn't exist well i was trying to find cough medicine sorry i was i had covid and i was trying to find medicine to take during covid because when you're early stages pregnancy you can't just take any old old uh, cough and cold medicine. Yeah, you can't take NyQuil. Um, so, but like, there's not enough data, and I think, and that makes sense. Pregnant people don't always want to be guinea pigs, right? And of course, we talked about like how precious fetuses are, but like, can we grow some just for this data? Can someone just do well, a bunch someone, of CBD? Some, yeah, a bunch of British people would stop stealing them. And using them for their own weird purposes. I love how you think that they're British. They just—I remember one of them was British, and now I'm. Um, thank you, Latif. Thank the Colossus Dragon saying what's up to my folks visiting. Josh and Alex, what's up? Big shout, squad. What's up? Um, here's to the growing Frantifa army. Says Wig with. Um, mm-hmm. Willie Gus says Tom Cottonmouth. Am I right? Um, hey. Oh, I saw what That's you. Good stuff. Did. That's good stuff. Um, Hunger Games. 1989 i mean i hate math but not because of crt like 
I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and on that note, I'm so happy. We've got a little bit more show. This has been long. But if you guys want to see uh, Rudy Giuliani on The Masked Singer, Matt and I are going to talk about that, the reacts, the judges. So anyway, become a patron and support the show. Support our family. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Room. Thank you guys for everything. Um, thank you to everybody. And wait, hang on. I have one more thing to do. Mm. Wonderful. Well, I just want to thank all the new patrons at $10 or more. Mike Dibble for upping your pledge. Thank you so much. Zachary Fluke, Pam S., The Big Tippers, Abdul K., Joseph L., Dan H., Eric O., Seiko. Seiko, thank you so much for that generous tip. Uh, not lost on me. So long. Daniel McConkey, thank you for the new Twitch subs. Daniel McConkey, Dina Boyer, Hunger Games, 1989. Grandpa Dragon, 1953, for giving out five community subs. That's so nice of you. And Jacoby311 for giving out another five community subs. You guys are all the best. And thank you, as always, to Paige Omek on the other side, uh, to Maximilian Inhoff, to Alexander Ornest. We stream every Sunday, 5 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. Follow us on Twitter at VituationPod, on TikTok and Instagram at FrannyFio. Um, we'll be here next week. We're talking all about labor. It's a labor special. The Not labor as in... No, yeah, not that not kind of giving, labor. Not in labor. Like workers' Working, rights, yeah. although that is work. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, remember, uh, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Thank you, Matt Lieb. Bye.